Welcome to the Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021, brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. To learn more about the Atlanta Fringe Festival, go to atlantafringe.org. This show is for general audiences. It may contain mild language, but has no overt violent or sexual content. Good evening, and welcome to the Food of Love, a program presented by Phase 8 Theatre Company to explore not only the foods we love, but also our personal recipes for happiness. For most of us, the basic ingredients are the same. Love, trust, honesty, acceptance. But every story has its own twist, and some recipes have surprising ingredients. So get your ears, your appetite, and your counter space ready. Because on tonight's Valentine's special, we are digging into one man's recipe for happiness in five courses. If you're preparing food along with us at home, arrange your pre-made dishes on the countertop in oven-ready containers and pans, preheat your oven to 250 degrees Fahrenheit, place the racks in the middle and at the top of the oven, and stay tuned. My guest for this year's Valentine's special is Alex Regano. He's in his early 30s, but despite the scruffy beard, he looks younger. Something he says helps him make up for being a late bloomer. He moved to Jacksonville, Florida to make a fresh start. And though he works at a small bakery early mornings and every day, he has big plans. This is my dream job. I'm paid to do what I love every day. My work fills me with passion and energy, but I have a much bigger culinary dream. I want to own and run my own restaurant. I'll call it the Headspace Cafe because I've been dreaming of making it real for so long. I think when I finally open the restaurant, it should feel like stepping into my dream, but also like finally arriving to my real life. It's a sensation he's had before. Real life becoming dreamy and a dream becoming real life. That's something that happens in cooking a lot, actually. When the gluten starts to form in the bread and the dough becomes fleshy, or when you bake the bread and you get the first whiff of it browning in the oven, you have an idea and a recipe. And then the idea becomes real. Something you can hold, smell, and taste. Something you could be certain of. That's what I expected to feel like. Wow. The way you're talking about it, it just became so romantic. Are you sure we're still talking about a restaurant? You're a poet. (laughs) I guess when it comes to food, yeah. (laughs) And when it comes to love. It was here in the bakery, among that transformative bread, where Alex's story begins. So, you'll be sharing your recipe for happiness... But in a first for the show, it's in five courses. (laughs) Yes, a recipe made of recipes. I'm overachieving a bit. That seems par for the course with you. Par for five courses? (laughs) Tell us about the first one. Absolutely. Come with me. Afternoon light streams through the screen door at the back 
as the last of Alex's co-workers depart for the day. See you tomorrow. Thanks for letting us the space. Hey, no problem. See you, Alex. The bakery's kitchen is warm, since the oven has been preheating to 250 degrees Fahrenheit for some time. A quick note. That chime sound is what we'll use to let you know when there's an instruction for you if you're preparing your food along with us at home. And of course, if you need more time to make ready, feel free to pause the program. The main course and dessert have been made in advance. I've covered the top of each one with tin foil to keep in the moisture when it's their time to heat. First, we're going to enjoy the avocado toast, starting with the bread. I have this beautiful golden baguette, which I will slice into pieces about a half inch thick. You can hear good bread. Take a listen. Very good for radio. If you like, you can warm these on the top rack of the oven for five to 10 minutes. After that, it's ready for our avocado topping. It's a simple dish, but elevated just a bit beyond the ordinary. The basics, but brightened and herbaceous, thanks to the quality and combination of ingredients. That's where most of the magic happens. So let's get to the recipe for happiness. What's the quality and combination of ingredients we start your story with? Well, there is this girl. Mm -hmm. A pretty typical start. And the woman she became. She walked out of my past and back into my life. Of all the bakeries in the world, she walks into yours. Exactly. And through the magic of radio, we'll go there now. Not only to the bakery, but back to that fateful rainy day. One. Bread. It was a rainy midday in Jacksonville, Florida, a small stretch from downtown in a historic neighborhood bakery. As the morning shift and the afternoon shift were hanging up and putting on aprons in the back, the kiosk is vacant, save for a glistening croissants and tarts, fat bagels hanging on pegs, and cobbles of cookies sleeping on parchment paper. A visitor to town is sitting at the window seat, watching the pavement shine and the droplets dance as she crunches into the last bite of the best avocado toast she's ever had. Oh my god. Mm. Oh, I hope I get this job just so I can eat here every morning. Mm. Ah, oh, damn it. These are my suede shoes. Who's that? Oh, him? That's Chris Villet. He's a regular. He tips well. Something about his uncle's company's credit card. He's always on the phone, so I don't catch everything he says. And his phone is always attached to that stupid Bluetooth headpiece. So who knows if he's ever actually talking to me. Hey, 
Yeah, now you tell me it's raining? My shoes are soaked. I know very well that it's raining. Can you check which flood zone the house is in? Because, Joe, people will ask today. <sighs> Someday for an open house. Ooh, the new folio just came out. Hey, what page is our ad on? Anyways, while, um, <clears throat> while she was sitting with her bread and tea at the window, Chris comes stomping in looking for his pre-order at the counter. It's sitting there in a tall brown bag, but there's no one there to check him out. Page three? <laughs> hey, I'm moving up in the world, baby. Well, there's one person in the bakery to check him out. And boy, does she. <laughs> Oof, I look great. This is our best ad yet. Well, I, I did have to Photoshop What do you mean you Photoshop me? I mean, I Photoshopped you. Joe, that photo is hashtag no filter. Hashtag this mug is going to sell houses great. If it's not clear yet, Chris is right. He is a handsome guy, which helps in real estate. Apart from the suede shoes, the gray suit, and the sharp lines of a fresh fade, he's tall, has a strong jawline, smooth, tawny skin. He has a great smile with full lips that crinkles his deep brown eyes, which are framed by expressive brows. Oh, that okay, so... that's, that's probably enough. Right, sorry. No, Joe, I'm just picking up the bread. Well, what kind of bread? Hey, you know, the good kind. Uh, you know I'm bad with words. What do you call the, uh, long, loafy ones? <clears throat> a baguette? Oh, uh, no thank you, miss. Uh, they're already in a bag. <laughs> so where were you during all this, Alex? In the back. Behind a wall and around a corner, washing up. If I had heard her laughter... <laughs> I would have been just as enchanted as Chris in that moment, because it's what happens to everyone who meets Roxy. If it wasn't clear, Roxy is adorable. Is that it? Didn't you want my descriptions to be more brief? Well, she's breathtaking. Her eyes are bright, her face animate with intelligence, that exquisite smattering of freckles over her nose. Constellations dusted in cocoa powder. Just the way her graceful hands rest on that teacup or brush her shining hair behind that perfect rosy ear. <clears throat> you can tell by Chris's reaction. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna have to call you back. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, uh, just no, as soon as I check out what's going on here. Uh, excuse me, miss. You work here? No, um, I'm actually just in town for an interview. Oh. Well, uh, where's the person who interviewed you? No, I, I wasn't interviewing here. I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't bake bread this good. It's magic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Magic. So, uh, what do you do? I'm a curator. Ah, 
Like at a hospital. Like at a museum. Oh. Uh, where do you work now? Well, I've been up in Chicago interning at the Art Institute. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a great place, but of course, internships don't pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed I can make that master's program pay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, maybe I'll be able to buy a house from you someday. I don't know. We'll see how the interviews go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, cool. Well, uh, I'm just gonna grab my order. I'll, uh... Yeah? See you around. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, see ya. Wait! Yeah? Aren't you gonna pay for those baguettes? <laughs> oh, uh, right. <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> ah, forgot. Um, I'll just... Uh, yeah. Enter me. At first, I only saw Chris and his credit card. Oh, I was clueless to my dream girl facing toward the window. Hey, uh, hi, um, Alex. These are mine. Uh, they're for me. They will be mine once I pay. Oh, sorry. I just got caught up talking to this girl. Oh, you know how it is, man. Sure, no worries. I know you're good for it. Oh, thanks. I totally froze. I just can't speak, you know? I'm a salesman, but usually the products speak for themselves. <laughs> I mean, if it looks good, it sells well, you know? True. Plating is important. But there are other ways you can express yourself. Why not arrange a moment? A gesture? Would you like to buy her a pastry from the case? Better yet, offer her a home-cooked meal. Huh. Pastry, sure. <laughs> but a home-cooked meal? <laughs> I mean... I can't even cook water. <laughs> uh, do you mean boil water? <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, dude. Which one's good? It's time to prepare your appetizer. A roast carrot tart that is a mainstay in the bakery's daily pastry case. Plate and enjoy it cold or place it on the top oven rack to warm. We'll let you know when it's been about 15 minutes, but pay attention for the aroma. It's the surest way to know a dish is ready. Mmm, what about this one? Sure. Roasted carrots are more delicious than they get credit for. This tart has multicolored carrot rounds and is complemented by a melange. What's a melange? Well, it's French for- Roxanne Newman speaking. Roxanne Newman. Roxanne Newman. Do uh, you think I should write that down? I don't want to be creepy. Oh, that's nice of you. Roxanne Newman. Uh, no, I'm not far away at all. Suddenly, I'm back in 2002. Uh, maybe like 15 minutes? Girlfriend by NSYNC featuring Nelly is the top played song on Roxy Newman's iPod. 
And she has no idea that when we sing it together, I'm singing it to her. Sure. No, it's honestly, it's no trouble. I totally understand how days can change. Hey, are you okay, bro? Yeah. Yep. I'm actually eager to take a look around, so it's wonderful of you to move it up, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll be right over. See you around, Chris Filet. Nice folio ad. I'm on my way now. And then, Alex did something, said something, he did not expect. Have dinner with me. Then, he dove behind the pastry case. Oh, well, I wondered if you'd get around to it, Chris. Uh, actually, I didn't... He, uh, what did he... We should probably explain. I didn't know it was possible to army crawl back to the kitchen with such a speed. But there I was in two seconds flat, picking myself up off the floor, out of sight. I don't know where he went. Well... I'm about to go on this interview, so what about dinner? What about dinner? I'd love to. Hmm? I'd love to have dinner with you. You did, you, you do, do you do want, want to have dinner with me, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> um, check me the details, maybe? Will do. You'll need my number. Oh, <laughs> right. Wow. Okay, um, do you have a phone to go with that earpiece? Mm-hmm. It's in my pocket. Oh, this is painful. <laughs> Just wait. There's a phone in the back, and I'm finally going to make use out of that stupid Bluetooth headpiece. I had Chris's number in the customer log. So, we're about to get a Deus Ex phone call? Mm, something like that. Hang on. Hello? Actually, you know what? I'm only here for a short time and- Tell her you'll make bread pudding for her. What? And I do, I need to get going now, so- Say, I'll make bread pudding for you. Say it. Goodbye, Chris. Uh, I'll make bread pudding for you. I make a great bread pudding. <laughs> uh, I know this is fast, and you're so beautiful, you make me nervous. But uh, maybe we can counter that with some slow cooking and comfort food. It's an old family recipe that should be enjoyed to the sound of rain and an old jazz record. <laughs> I've got all those ingredients. I just need someone to share it with. So, even if we go our separate ways after that, I'd love to cook up a bit of the past for you tonight. Five courses, if you're up for it. Bread pudding. Yes? Five courses? Yes. You didn't know the word baguette a second ago. Well, you do make me nervous. Don't be. I love listening to jazz in the rain. 
Your phone, please. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, let me just hang up on... Okay. Here you go. Thanks. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, you don't have an umbrella? Uh, no, I'll just use a magazine. Mm-mm. Take mine. You'll return it tonight. Until tonight, then. Bye, Roxanne. Call me Roxy. Bye. is the perfect time to place your beef bourguignon entree on the middle oven rack. But keep that carrot tart on the top rack and that dial tuned to this program. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Act 2, Appetizer. The young men stand by the pastry case Parallel studies in shock. Chris stands staring towards the rainy doorway with no idea that he's across the bakery counter with a fellow suitor for Roxy's affections. He's too swept up in the excitement to question his good fortune. What are you, like the love doctor? I couldn't speak, but then you were like, have dinner with me, and I was like, uh, but with you in my ear, Alex, it was like, ooh, come on over. I'll cook you dinner. I'll bake you banana pudding. Oh, yes, the I will. Pudding. Mm -hmm. Honey, I'll make you banana pudding every anniversary until I die. Still then I was like, five courses. You don't have an umbrella? Oh, don't worry, baby. You'll return it tonight because you're coming over and I'm cooking you dinner. She's coming over and I'm cooking her dinner. She's coming over and I'm cooking her dinner. She's coming over and I'm... I'm cooking her dinner? I can't cook her dinner. I can't cook water. Alex, I Alex, you gotta help me, bro. You got me into this. How do I cook dinner? What did she say? Um... What kind of bread do you use? Uh, ciabatta. Tell her ciabatta. Ch what? How the hell do you spell that? <sighs> May I, please? Okay, okay, okay. Seven, seven, three? That's a Chicago area code. She had a cousin in Chicago. Wait. You know her? Oh, no, no. Um, I was just thinking about a girl I knew that uh, had a cousin in Chicago. Someone I used to be hung up on, but um, but I'm not anymore. That's a totally different situation, not this situation at all. Someone else. Uh, Brioche? Do you know anything? It's called brioche. Is everything French? Well, yeah, of course. You're a snob, you know that? Excuse me, I'm a perfectionist. Excuse me, is there a difference? Yes, I'm equally critical of myself. Jeez. Did you cook this stuff? Can you cook? Well, the stuff in the case is called baking. But yes, I can cook. Dude, you gotta cook for me. I will pay you. Really? Yeah, really. This right here is me on page three. Chris Valet. And you are Chef? Regano. Alex Regano. Chef Regano? 
we are about to help each other out in big ways. What did her text say? Um, tonight, seven o'clock. Looking forward to the feast, she says. Always feasting. Right. Oh, shoot. That's Joe texting. I gotta go uh, open up this house. Uh, here. That's a deposit. And here's for groceries. More after you make the whole meal, okay? I gotta go host an open house, but tonight, <laughs> I'm hosting dinner, right? It was more than enough money. It was less like a deposit and more like a down payment. All right. Whew. Thank you. I owe you. Literally. More where that came from, chef. Okay. Roxy Newman. Mm, yes! So the rain is cleared. You have hundreds of dollars in hand and a date with destiny. Well, it was Chris uh, with the date. I mean, he was absolutely her type as I remembered it. But what about destiny? Obviously, you did know this woman from another time. When? I met Roxy at summer camp. So why not just say, hey, I remember you from summer camp. Because it was an all-girls camp. And no, the young Alex didn't arrive at an all-girls camp with some comical mistake. Nor was he a shy boy who admired Roxy from afar. Both were 13-year-old campers that summer. How was this possible? I'm transgender. This means I was assigned to the female gender at birth. But I knew early on that was not me. Sure, most children have a strong concept of gender, including their own, at a very young age, as early as three years old. And others can't name their gender dysphoria or take steps to resolve it until much later in life. By age 13, at an all-girls camp, I really knew. And it felt like too much to explain at the time. So you felt like if you were to say hello to Roxy now, it would also be too much to explain? Well, it's deeper than that, see? I like to live my life low-key, and I reveal being transgender on a strictly need-to-know basis. I look like the average cisgender man, a privilege that saves me from a lot of obstacles. Nobody suspects a backstory beyond that. If you ask anyone from Jacksonville, who is Alex? They might say, I'm the Latino guy who loves food. And don't get me wrong, I'm proud of who I am but I love the clarity of self I have now. In my hometown, it doesn't matter if I have facial hair and a baritone voice. My family and friends will slip in the occasional, she changed her gender. Sometimes they catch themselves and self-correct, but more often not. I chose a new city where I knew nobody for a reason. Here, I made my body resemble my soul. After testosterone worked its magic and my confidence grew in spades, I was just another guy in the catering kitchen. Alexandria might have been born decades ago, but it was here in Jacksonville where I 
Alex was born. So Alexandria was the name your parents gave you at birth? It's my dead name, yes. I left it far behind, and because of that, I'm free to be happy. Roxy? Wonderful as she is, she disrupts that. Or she could. So you're relating to a person from your past, but you fear what'll happen if she relates to you. Here's a person whose memory you love, but you reject her memories of you? Yes. Like the library of... Alexandria. Most of the time, I wouldn't mind if those memories were never recovered. Well, except for the memory of the one girl... Roxanne. Yes. Roxanne was definitely on my mind, and... So was that down payment from Chris. Holding that wad of cash in my hand reminded me of its power. This could be the money to make my dream a reality. One day, after I pay off my top surgery debt, I could open the Headspace Cafe. That's usually that's all that's on my mind. The goal of the restaurant. I'm confident, driven to perfect my craft, inspired by the city around me, but when Roxy walked into my work... Oh, man. It, it was like being back at summer camp. After all these years, still so infatuated with Roxanne. Oh, yes. She was my first major, major crush. And also the first person I ever thought about telling how I felt. Anxiety levels were, you know, up to here. So, I didn't. The stakes just felt way too high. When you were at summer camp, or more recently? Well, both, I guess. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, I wanted to talk to her, but without talking to her. I wanted to see her without being seen. I was figuring it all out. Along with a five-course menu. You would much rather talk about food, wouldn't you? Oh, please, yes. Absolutely. So, what did you come up with? After the bread course, I imagine the perfect menu. Start tempting, but keep it light. Then finish rich. That's seduction, isn't it? First, gauge interest. Start clear, direct, enticing. Here's a taste of what I'm offering. It's proportional, plated. I've been thoughtful, careful, but I haven't spared the sauce. This is how we know what I can offer, whether it's to your taste and whether you'd like some more. For the rest of my shift at the bakery, I was reflecting on how I'd stupidly third-wheeled myself into oblivion. So I did what I could to drown out the misery. I turned up the music and I ate every carrot tart I had baked. Every single last one in that case. And it was paid for by some of Chris's funds. I am ashamed of the number I ate. I admit that. 
but I am very proud of the bake. <laughs> Check on that carrot tart and see if it is to your taste. Warm it up for an additional five minutes if you'd like. Up next, the guys try to keep their cool, even as things heat up in the kitchen. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Act 3. Salad. With both literal and figurative lettuce, our culinary expert Alex climbs the stairs to Mr. Villet's luxurious abode. Besides wheeling his laundry hamper to the guest bedroom and closing the door, our green chef Chris has very little to tidy up in his chic condo near the river. It's minimal on decor, cutting edge on tech, including the kitchen. It's one of Chris's only projects where he did not combine the kitchen and dining room. Instead, a long galley is separated from the main space. A waterfall of white shaker cabinets and Calicutta marble counters studded with stainless steel appliances. He has an apron sink with a pull-out faucet. He has a set of wall convection ovens that have only been used to heat up pizza. He has an air fryer, which is redundant. Chris lives in this Williams-Sonoma catalog. I would be bitter about it, but that counter space, oh, it puts me in such a great mood. Hey, chef. Here, let me help. Whew. Thanks for getting all this. Uh, did I give you enough to cover? Uh, yeah. It was just the right amount. Good. I was hoping you'd only get the best. This has to be perfect. We have the same goal. Right. Obviously, I'm behind on my cooking skills, but I can't let that prevent me from getting with the perfect girl. Whenever she arrives, she is right on time, so I will catch up. Trust, I will learn all of this stuff eventually. So, it's like a loan. Just because I got a mortgage to pay, doesn't mean I won't eventually own this knowledge. So teach me your way, chef. What do we got here? All right. A salad is a great way to start cooking for yourself because it's more like you're curating a combination of flavors. A great salad is built on complementary tastes, so ratios are important. In the beginning, it's as easy as following the recipe. You'll start to understand why the recipe works later, the elements that complement each other, what the rules are and how to bend them. But first, you need the vocabulary. So look that recipe over and tell me, do you see any words you don't know? What's a tisp? A what? Sounds like the noise my grandma makes when something isn't right. Tisp. What the hell wrong with you, boy? Tisp. Tisp. Oh, oh. Tisp. You mean T-S-P teaspoon? It means teaspoon. Okay. And which one is the, uh... This one. Just measure it out um, into each of those bowls. Uh, but no, 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 not not heaping. Don't You don't want a big pile of it. You, you want to level it off, even. All right. Mm, now okay. transfer it into the bowl. Huh. Mm -hmm. I can do this for sure. Yeah. Uh, so now we need to make the emulsion. Um, this takes some stamina, so I think it's best when it's hand-whipped. Mm. 
Sounds intense. Yeah. You're going to hold the bowl and then right, take the whisk right. back and forth. Uh, like this? Uh, no, not not exactly like that. Um, it's a rookie mistake to do it in a circle like that. I mean, everyone does that. Um, but um, you actually want to go back and forth, almost like a drum roll, but smooth. You want to stay loose. You'll exhaust yourself if you're using your whole arm that way. Yeah, yeah, like that. There you go. Keep going. Um, I'm going to add the vinegar a little bit at a time. Where did you learn all this? You pick it up as you go. Ever since Easy Bake Oven days, I've been paying close attention. Nah, Easy Bake Ovens. My cousin had one of those. Told me I wasn't allowed to touch because it was pink. For girls. And then you grow up and you find out, oh wait, all the big chefs in the world are dudes. Right. They lie to us. You know what else? I look great in pink. At least 30% more engagement across all social media platforms. So where are your folks? A small town. It's nothing special. Nothing special? Um, that's your home, man. Here, let me do that. Okay, sorry, my bad. Uh, so, what about your family? Do they cook as good as you? I don't know. What are you talking about? Somebody cooked for Thanksgiving and Christmas when you were a kid. I bet you beg for secret family recipes every holiday. Hand me the bowl. Uh, yeah, that one. I'll add it next. And, I don't know. I haven't been there since I moved to Jacksonville. Oh, I didn't know you were new in town. Mm, I'm not. I've lived here for five years. Dude, if I didn't visit my parents in five days, they would send search helicopters after me. I know they're always there for me, but can a man have his own life? Ah, <sighs> Sometimes I think I should explore a new city, start my own business. What brought you here? Let's stay on task. Besides, you're paying me to cook. Shouldn't you go set the table nah, or something? that's okay. I'm getting this whole library of knowledge from you. Uh, so, do you always measure everything? Um, not always. A lot of it is instinct once you get to know it. But I always do mise en place. I set out everything, all organized, in separate bowls, in the order that I'm going to use them. It makes it a lot easier to work and remember what you've hmm. done. Seemed like you had a great memory in the bakery. What do you mean, great memory? Oh, oh, damn it. Um, it's okay. Um, that's why we keep the dish towel over the shoal, so, sh shoulder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. That, that. I thought it just looked cool. No, see? Look at that. All ready to wipe up that spill. Uh, do you have a little detergent for my shirt? I, I gotta act really fast with the oil. Uh, yeah. Under the sink. So, what do you mean by, um, a great memory? I mean, the way you were committing her name to memory by repeating it. And all the French words? Ooh, I was impressed. You're on point. Huh. Okay, yeah. Uh, you gotta remember names and orders in a restaurant gig, so... Yeah. Yeah, you can throw that shirt in the dryer. I'll give you a spare. Huh. Five years away from home. Aren't you homesick? Well, Jacksonville is my home. It's complicated. 
You know how friends and family have this vision of you and your perfect life plan and who you'll grow up to be? Uh-huh. Been there. Well, I turned out to be someone else. So I had to go find somewhere else to have my own life and move on. Man, that's tough. I mean, good if that's what you need to do, but that's definitely not easy. Yeah, you're telling me. You knew exactly how to play that today at the bakery. What was that? It was like a bolt of lightning. Bam! Inspiration from the gods. Bread pudding. Well, I try to read people. I make guesses based on orders and customizations, and I guess that this girl would be classic, thoughtful, inquisitive, and incredibly present in the moment. Attentive. Nah, she sure got my attention. I, I mean the way she pays attention. To, to really, really see and listen. She reminds me of this girl I once knew at summer camp. When we were out on nature walks, she would always fall behind and it was because she was taking in the scenery with such care and intention. Our counselor called it feasting. We'd go on a hike and rock. <clears throat> uh, she would trail behind. She was taking everything in. And Missy would say, Hold up, everyone. She's feasting again. It's always feasting with her. <laughs> and you think this girl is like that girl? <laughs> yeah. I think they both got that. Je ne sais quoi. It's French for I don't know what. Ah, that's okay. I don't know either. Uh, Here's that shirt. Think fast. Fumble! <laughs> hey, whoa! That is some battle scar. Did you do a tour or something? Oh. Oh, you mean these? You mean my tiger stripes? Two of them. Are they... tattoos? Alex has a long pink scar outlining the base of each of his pectoral muscles. Can you explain your scars to us? Sure. They're from my top surgery. I used to feel trapped in my chest, so when I moved to Jacksonville, I spent $10,000 to have a double mastectomy and get a masculine chest. $10,000? Why wouldn't you apply for surgery grants? I've heard of other people getting financial support. I did. I tried for years. I applied to every grant, applied to jobs that provide full or partial coverage. I got nothing. Time was running out. I was missing out on years. I could be loving my life. The help might be there, but there isn't enough for everyone. I did what I had to, so I could survive. In other countries, Gender-affirming surgeries are seen as the medical necessity it is. Your healthcare covers the cost. I needed to alleviate the suffering caused by gender dysphoria. That's the painful feeling of being trapped in a body that doesn't match who you are. After the operation, I felt like I could breathe for the first time. Being shirtless made me feel so free and powerful. Like Braveheart or Tarzan. Like I could take on the world. You could not get me to put on a shirt, unless you were literally paying me. 
until I decided to make tostones one day. Alex also had tiny pink rosettes of scar tissue over his heart. Do not deep-fry food while shirtless. Takes the joy right out of it. But only for an afternoon. You bought your freedom to thrive. And with a few clients like Chris Filet, maybe I could thrive free from debt. But he didn't need to know that. So Alex simply said... They're the tattoos my body made. Scars from a surgery. You okay now? Better than ever. And trust me. It was just some things I had to get off my chest. <laughs> Never mind. Thanks for the shirt. She's early. That's new. Hang on. Maybe it's not her. I'll go see. Get out of here. No, I can't. Dinner's not ready yet. I haven't made the dessert still. You don't know what to do. You're going to mess it up. No, no, I'm okay, okay? Look, look, I'm whispering. Uh, I'm chopping. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's a scratch. Oh, damn it. Um, I'll get a Band-Aid. Uh, you should, um, you should stay and cook the rest. I'll be right back. You want to answer that? I don't even know. Just give me the phone. Not dude! Hey, girl. It's me, Chris. I'm on the phone. Hey, Chris. You sound different. Um, I'm on the speaker. I got my hands full in the kitchen. Ooh, can I help? No, no, don't. Um, that would be super, like, not gentlemanly of me, and... I said I would cook for you, so I meant it, and I want you to have an amazing night, and I want you to relax and laugh and tell me about your day. Since this morning? Uh, yeah, you had that interview, right? How did that go? Well, let me in, and I'll tell you. All right, I'm on my way, bye. I don't sound like that at all. You've said, like, 39 sentences to her. Get the door. Okay. She'll use the restroom later, and you can both. Plan. Quiet. Unless I'm in the kitchen. No chopping. Hey. Hi. Let me take your, uh, um, uh, I, I mean, uh, uh my... Umbrella I didn't me. know what we were having, so I brought a rosé. Does that rose? work? Hey, yeah, sure. Why not? Nice place. Very minimal. <laughs> yeah. But don't you stage houses? Yeah. So, why don't you stage your own place? I'm not selling my condo to anyone. I mean, why not make it look like you? Tell the story of the person who lives here, you know? Who is this tall, mysterious man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, would you like to use the restroom? No, I, um, it just got here. 
I'm good. Well, it's that way. Opposite direction from the kitchen when you're ready for it. Oh, show me your kitchen. No, you can't. Uh, don't go into the kitchen. Why not? Because I've got my mise in place. Right. So, uh, if not the bathroom or the kitchen, I guess I should sit here? Great idea. And I will put this in the fridge. I will be right back with a big glass for you. Sounds great. All right, I'm in here now, so chop, chop. I've got two hands, don't I? I'm impressed. I've also got dinner in the oven and dessert on the counter. That's how I roll. Oh, what's for dinner? Uh, it's beef. Beef Wellington? It's pronounced buff. It's bluff. Bluff? No, buff bourguignon. Uh, burger non. No, bourguignon. It's French again. Bergernon? Bergeron? Burgundy. Just say it's beef burgundy. Uh, beef burgundy. Put your earpiece in. I'm calling you. Take the salads out. Be cool. It's time for your salad. Thoughtfully portion and plate. Consider all the contrasting textures and rich colors. Lettuce leaves like lace. Vegetables bright with vitality. Agitate the vinaigrette that brings two opposites, oil and vinegar, together for a short time, suspended with sweetness and spice. But first, but first, the salad course is ready. The salad if you are. course is ready if you are. Ooh, ready or not, bring it on, and tell me everything about it, please. Let me apologize. I get caught, caught up in, in watching, watching everything blend together. Ah, that visual, it's like the feast before the feast. I don't usually cook for other people, but now that you're here, the real starter should be a good conversation. Sorry, I'm not providing that yet, but I promise that's also on the menu. The feast before the feast? God, that's beautiful. Mm, as are you. <clears throat> Now's the time to keep things light. Things are fun, fun. graceful, graceful loose, loose, yet careful. careful. This is wholesome. You're getting your vegetables, and they're delicious. This could be really good for you. And it feels good, too. Portions and contrasts are important. Boundaries are respected. Before the indulgences of dinner, and especially dessert, show some restraint. Save some space and savor this overture. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, this salad is beautiful. As are you. And nervous. Which is cute since you always seem to recover so gorgeously. You guide me through this menu, and I'll guide you through a good conversation. 
That's what I cook, mainly. Interaction. That's what good art museums are all about. So just relax. I'll take care of you. Fair trade. Fair trade. Cheers. Oh, and um, take out that earpiece. Oh. Uh, uh, but... Uh, Be um... here. Be here with me. In this moment. This is the feast, really. We are the event. <laughs> it really is always feasting with you, huh? Well, okay. There we go. No earpiece. Is that a line from something? What? No earpiece? No, the... It's always feasting with you. I can hear it in, like, like a shrill voice, like a woman. Is that from a movie? Mm, no movie I know of. What should we toast to? Here's to being right here in this moment. You and me. You and me. So who exactly is on the date at this point? Roxy is on the date. And she not only chose Chris, she chose to bring out the best in Chris. She was everything I remembered and more. More generous, gentle, old, vibrant, vivacious, intelligent. And listening to him go on about his family and- I swear to God, my nephew's laugh is the best thing in the world. I, I wanna be that cool uncle, you know? A role model. Teach lessons without him realizing. And their business- Uncle Sai got his license, built it from the ground up and made sure we've all been climbing with them. This city and all of its bridges- You see the blue bridge all lit up yet? And I got to know Chris too. The Allsop, right? That, that's what it said, John T. Allsop. Yeah, but everyone calls it the Main Street Bridge. Do pay attention. And Chris, he's good people. I like that about him. So you found Roxy a match? It is an underrated skyline. For all intents and purposes, yes. Things were really starting to cook, literally and figuratively. From the oven, the smells you've been savoring while the dish are now simmering steam forth from the dish itself, your dish. Whatever we have been waiting to stew or to melt or meld, to chill or churn, to saturate or caramelize or flambe, Yes, to bake or burn or brim, but only just enough, the right amount. And when you know it's right, it's right. When things fall away and come together all at the same time in an exquisite melange, all was tender and warm. Maybe after dinner, we can go feast on the skyline. Feast on the skyline. You're a poet, Chris. Well, you made me slow down and clear my head. There was just one problem. Do you want to skip straight to dessert? I was bitter as hell. Lift the beef bourguignon from the oven. Dinner is served. Stay tuned.
Act 4. Entree. The rosy glow on the horizon has faded into an unseasonably warm night. The street lamps cast golden squares of lamplight into Chris's living room and the rain from earlier in the day has made the tree leaves that dance beneath the third floor windows full and fragrant. The bottle of rosé has dwindled down and its pinkish hue has risen in Roxy's cheeks. Alex is hovering over the stovetop, making the quietest creme anglaise of his life. So, it's approaching 8 o'clock, and you are feeling the heat. But I can't let myself. I can't let things boil. Uh, that makes the skin on the top of the cream sauce, and uh, you really don't want that, because at that point, the milk proteins... Yes. They get... I know you noted that in the recipe. But what about your happiness at this moment in the story? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? It's complicated. Reliving it now, it's obvious. I felt jealous. But I knew that for myself, in the present, I didn't want to risk meeting Roxy again. I don't want to be misgendered or dead-named or anything. But I decided, for Roxy, I wanted to do something to thank her for the way I remembered her. I told myself, I have my happiness now. I made it myself. And yet, I liked having her in my orbit. And I thought, I know her recipe for happiness, her dream meal, and maybe her dream partner. It would be wrong if I didn't use that knowledge and serve it to Roxy on a silver platter. So I threw a towel over my shoulder and I kept stewing, or cooking. Hey, she stepped out. Now's your time, man. Go on. No. I haven't made the dessert. We don't need the dessert. She said she wants to skip dessert. She said she's willing to skip to dessert. That is very, very different. Fine. Then I I got Oreos in the (sighs) cupboard. I'm sorry. You think Roxy Newman came here for Nabisco snack foods? I think she came here for me. Okay? I am the snack. And you are a snob. I don't know all that you think you know, but she loves Oreos. We just talked about that. Favorite kid foods, favorite holiday foods, favorite snack foods. I don't need you judging me, foodie. And I might not need you either. I've got my own merits and she sees them. She pays attention. And I don't need your fancy menu to serve her happiness. I am the reason you're on this date. My words, my initiative. I am the secret ingredient. Look, I appreciate what you did. Your food is fantastic. When she leaves in the morning, I would love to give you a call and talk shop about mm, cooking lessons. About Wait, opening up a little in, baby. in the morning? Yeah. I mean, I hope so. It sure as hell won't happen if you're here. So while she's in the bathroom, I need you to pack up all of this. I cannot get that bread pudding off my mind. So tell me about this old family recipe. Yeah, uh, change of plans, babe. We're going to have Oreos. Want to make a quick milk run? We can go... Feast on that skyline. Oreos? Double stuff? I'm still figuring out your sense of humor, Chris, but please don't kid me like that. Right. You never needed this foodie. And you don't need him now. Clearly. It's been forever since I've had bread pudding. We're going to take dessert on the patio, and then you're out of here, okay? 
I'll get cooking. You be careful with that salt. <sighs> I haven't had bread pudding since my Nana passed away. <laughs> Hers was the best. I envy that your grandparents are still with us. Nana was my only grandparent, really. And in some ways, I mean, she was the only adult at all who understood me. She was an art teacher, which is really what got me interested in art history and everything. And sometimes when I visit paintings that I know she would have loved, I feel like she's still there with me. The summer after she passed away, my mom really didn't know how to help me with the grieving. They didn't get along great. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it skips a generation. But my mom thought that I needed a distraction, so she sent me to summer camp. First and only year. What year was that? Um, it must have been about 2002. I had this great camp counselor. She was like a cartoon. Shrill, twangy voice. Oh, I loved her. Oh? I think I need to hear an impression. Oh, God. No, no, I couldn't. Um, oh, uh, wait, uh, uh okay. <clears throat> oh my gosh, Chris, this beef burgundy looks so good. I can't wait to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. She was the best. This dinner looks pretty great, too. Mm, bon appetit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. That good, huh? Napkin throwing good. Oh, taste your own creation. I think you'll throw down your napkin, too. Alright. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Man, that is very nice. <laughs> You're being modest, Chris. Oh, God, what is in this sauce? I think you may have a little something extra on Julia Child. Uh, whose child? <laughs> You're hilarious. No, I'm wondering what your secret ingredient is. Oh, come on. You can tell me. Oh, you uh, know I forget these things. I mean, earlier today you did. But ever since we've been here, you've been so focused and attentive. You actually have quite a way with words when you're feeling at home, you know. Oh, yeah? What'd I say? You know, like feasting on the skyline and the feast before the feast and relaxing and indulging yet paying precise attention it's always feasting with you oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh it just came to me that's what missy used to say we'd go hiking and i'd inevitably fall behind because i was like i don't know gathering rocks or watching birds or trying to remember every detail and she'd say slow down girls Roxy's feasting again it's always feasting with Roxy <laughs> oh my god I miss hmm. her and here I thought I was delivering some original lines oh forget original I just want authentic like how you are now in your space in your kitchen you know, when I met you today, you were sort of, like, frantic. I couldn't tell what you were about at first. Yeah, 
I was. I thought, well, there's two possible explanations. Option one, he wants me to see that he's like really busy, so I'm grateful for even one ounce of his attention. And I didn't love that possibility. Or option two, he is so adorably out of sorts because he cares too much, too soon, too absolutely. I love people that, in spite of everything, just manage to care. Because I often care too much, too soon, too absolutely. And I warned myself, option one is real. This guy might have nothing to say for himself when he slows down. But then you said bread pudding. And I thought like, oh my God, is this some kind of a sign? And now I taste this beautiful entree. And I just, I know, I know that you care a lot. The right amount. Completely. I care too much to let your wine glass be empty. Be right back. Dessert ready? Almost. What's the sauce called? Creme anglaise. What year did you meet her at camp? 2002. Aha. Did you not hear that speech? I did. And what did it tell you? That you can't break her heart after that speech. That speech breaks my heart, Alex. She's asking for authentic. She's looking at me like she wants me. But she doesn't want me. Not authentically. Not that it's her fault. I know you love your family, but I think they support what's best in you. You should really go into catering or something that feeds your passion for food. Ugh. She's not asking me those questions. She's talking to you. I put it together, okay? I don't know food, but I know when a house has good bones and when a house has what it takes to be someone's home. And you two? You got a history. And you've got a crush. And she has no idea that you could be her dream guy. Because she doesn't know you as a guy. Am I right? Okay, yes. I know her. And, yes, I've been listening. And I know that she's talking to you. You, the, the confident career man with a caring family, four generations deep, who cares too much. That's all true. So answer her for yourself. Serve her the dessert, the bread pudding. As the name implies, it's what you both deserve. You are so right for her. How do you know you're not right for her? She's not right for me, okay? What is in this beef bourguignon, Chris? It's fantastic. Salt and pepper. Did I say something wrong? No. No, I'm just frustrated. I can't remember the name of... Look, when I said you should pursue food as a business, I just meant to compliment you. It wasn't intended to criticize or anything like that. I would be bothered if I thought that you liked me just because of the food. We met... Today, Chris, this 
is what I know of you. This passion, this skill, this sensitivity. Am I wrong to think it's important? It's what you've chosen to share with me. So, you know, I have another interview in the morning. So why don't we just call it? No, I get that. I just... Let me check. Okay, let me check what it's called. Look, I'm not sure what I said or how you took it, but if this isn't right, it's not right. It's Alex! So this is it. The moment of truth. Or it could have been if I didn't... Come on, Alex. What can I help you with? You can ask me things like, Alexa, what's the weather today? Or, Alexa, order pizza. Alexa. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Can you please repeat? What's in the sauce? Looks like you used a recipe called beef in red wine bourguignon sauce. Its ingredients include pink peppercorns, sea salt, two bay leaves, minced garlic, Alex, stop. Pearl onions. Alex. A dash of vinegar. Stop. Carefully, as it can be overpowering. Alex, stop. Alex, stop. Alex, I want to stop this, man. I don't want to do this. Are you okay? Yeah, I just... I thought I was in control of the situation, and I'm not... I, I don't know what I am to this situation. You're my host, right? We don't have to have the rest figured out just yet, right? Sure. Sure. Look, I'm just passing through town. We could have easily just grabbed a drink, but you've made me this incredible meal. So maybe this is feeling higher stakes than it should. And we're both nervous, so maybe we just need to, like, you know? But you're not nervous. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't really get nervous. Because you know what you like. What you want. I'd say so. And you want bread pudding. Hell yes. That's what you came here for. Yes. And to get to know the chef, of course. Okay. And that's how it's got to be. I've had enough. So you uh finish that plate up without me. Uh, I'm gonna go prepare the thing that you came here for. Then you can give your compliments to the chef. Mm. Five stars to you so far, Chris. Yeah, we'll see. It's time to place the bread pudding in the center rack of the oven. Okay, the sauce is called a demi-glace. I don't care. All right, I'm coming clean. Come on. What? No. You don't have to meet her. I don't want to out you or anything. I don't know if that's what you call it. Um, I have a cousin who's down low. Yes, that is what you call it. I'll just... I need to tell her this food is not mine. I'll tell her I ordered this from a restaurant. Uh, you, You should leave before I do if you want to avoid meeting her. I don't understand it, though, man. She wants bread pudding. That's you, isn't it? You don't want to say, hey, I did all of this for you. I'm the one who made you happy tonight. No way. 
I don't need that rejection. That's the last thing I need. This is not why I did this. Why did you do this, Alex? I thought it was to make her happy. To say thank you and goodbye without having to say a word, but it didn't. But? It had been a really long time since I wanted something that I used to have. All I know is I'm done pretending to only be half myself out there. I'm over it. So maybe you and me both get rejected. It's a risk we have to take if either of us has got a shot with her. And if it's just us guys at the end of the night, hey, I got literally every video game that was released on PlayStation and Xbox this year. You can't decide that for me. Okay. Fine. But I can decide when someone in my employment is not invited to overtime. Alex took the wad of cash out of his pocket and slid it forward on the counter. Fine. Then I'm a volunteer. Money is replaceable. I'll find another way to fund the Headspace Cafe. But tonight, this is my one chance to make things right. Right for her. The bread pudding was a promise. Just let me get through dessert, okay? Look, I'm zesting lemons here. We're practically ready to go. Please. You owe me that. We owe her that. What's your favorite summer food, Chris? <sighs> Just answer for yourself. Be authentic. Popcorn. Popcorn? Popcorn? Yes. It reminds me of seeing all those summer blockbusters with my family. Get out there. I'll clean up and I'll head out. What about you? Mmm. Blueberry and lemon. That summer when I went to camp, I guess my mom wasn't totally wrong, huh? I met this girl there. Alexandria. She was this cute little tomboy, you know? And anyway, one day, she and I snuck away from, like, whatever talent show performance the other campers were working on. And we swiped lemonade from the mess hall in our water bottles. And we climbed up this hill. And the landscape we were looking at was like an N.C. Wyeth painting, you know, full of light and blue and gold. And Alexandria showed me where there were all these scrubby little blueberry bushes. So we picked the berries and ate. And she just let me talk to her about my grandmother. Just talk and talk and talk. And she just listened. It was that magic hour when the light is on the edge of the world. You know, like that in-between time. And I was going home in a few days, so it was one of the last times I could almost still believe Nana was still back home, just across state lines. And I was just telling my new friend about her bread pudding that I would have when I got home. It was my way of perfecting the present without confronting the past, you know, with someone who was kind of a stranger, but who also just felt like a really good friend. Yeah, I could have talked about my Nana like she was still around, but I got to bring her back to life without confronting the change. Like I got a little space to process and mostly to protect myself. Have you ever done that? I know people that have. Well, not Alexandria. 
she like really listened. You know how people just say what they think you want to hear, like what they're supposed to? Not her. She asked questions and she was so open and real. I just felt really safe there on the hillside, like the ground or someone would catch my fall softly. So I said, my grandmother used to make the best bread pudding. And it was true. And it was gonna be okay. And it helped me let go. And that was sweeter than the lemonade. And I didn't even have to explain the change in tense. You can be who you are, she told me. Even if you're sad. And I guess I tell you this because I'd rather get to write what matters, Chris. You know, we don't have a ton of time together, but I want you to know that a little time can mean a lot if you pay attention and just take off the pressure. So, yeah. <laughs> Blueberry and lemon say summer to me. Hmm. So what's going through your head now? There are these plates of bread pudding, a carton of blueberries, and a couple lemons on Chris's counter as she said this. I wanted to laugh out loud, but my chest was aching. Every wrong pronoun, every mention of my dead name stings. Yet every other word tastes so sweet. I felt so connected to her. And it felt like miles to the dining room. Isn't it funny how you can know someone for a very short time, but it feels like longer? Or like, you could pick up again where you left off whenever. You're thinking about that person at camp? And you. I mean, it might be a couple of months before I hear back about the job, or I might not get it at all. But <laughs> I can't thank you enough for your hospitality and for listening. And I'd like to think that you know, whatever happens, we can pick up where we've left off here. I mean, I hope so. You've got a good heart, Chris. I hope so, too. Roxanne brought a fracture to my tranquil life here in Jacksonville. Here was the life I worked hard for, made sacrifices for. After I cut out everything false, simmered over the purifying heat of change, I became the richest, truest form of Alex. But I couldn't be angry with her for reviving those old memories. Through that fracture in time, she brought nightmares. But she also brought oxygen to a part of me I didn't know was suffocating. To me, Roxy, she's the home I left behind for a reason. So I can find a home where the real Alex felt safe. Could you not be safe with Roxy? 
Look how kind she is to Chris, a stranger. Surely Roxy would care enough to understand you, to celebrate your victories. One would hope. When you're a transgender boy in a conservative town, you discover some unspoken rules. Presentation accounts for half the flavor. You discover your tomboy apparel is offensive to some palates. Easier to deny the truth in plain sight. People you thought you could trust. They spit you out if you are not to their taste. All those memories of Alexandria were burned. And from the ashes, I formed a new beginning. All but one memory remained. Roxy. Thoughtful, adventurous, incredibly present in the moment. She hasn't changed. I recognize the beautiful soul I met at camp. Maybe she'll recognize mine too. Maybe she hasn't met Alex yet, but I'm the same soul I always was. We fear the sting of rejection. Every human is born with the desire to be seen and loved. Perhaps she does have room in her heart for you. Don't you think the reward would be worth the risk? I want to say yes. I want to know Roxy for the woman she is today. Relive a moment of our eternal summer. But I'm also scared of Roxy's power over my heart. My mind knows Alex from Jacksonville won't disappear if I'm rejected. But fear, it makes my heart brittle. One drop from this height feels fatal. It will shatter like a broken champagne flute. I'd be picking up pieces for months. I don't have the time or energy for such expensive repairs. And yet, the flame in my heart still flickers with hope. You feel empowered cooking such exquisite meals. Like you said to Chris that day, this is one way to express your love. Do you know what to give Roxy right now to say what's burning in your heart? God, yes. I imagine the perfect dessert. At last, we've arrived. Act 5. Dessert. But leave your bread pudding in the oven just a bit longer. We're serving an end to the story first. I imagine ciabatta bread with character and structure, softened by a veil of cream, sugar, lemon, and butter, laced with vanilla bean, a sousson of cinnamon coaxed from the jar gorgeously freckles its golden face. As it caramelizes, binds, and buckles over time, melting into the curves of the pan on the stovetop. Summer sweetness restored. Blueberries that have long since summered down into a bed of sugar, hugging each other until juice becomes not jam, but the aptly named conserve. Gourmand nostalgia, capable of enduring long past its season, sweeter than it was before, 
because you have decided to keep and return to it. I do not trust my tongue to tell Roxanne how I feel, but I decide I trust hers to recognize it. And if what I make is as sweet and true and worthwhile as what I imagine, and if she knows me by this taste, then I will not have to speak. I will not have to reveal myself. I will be recognized. So, you've set a breadcrumb pudding trail for her? Yes. I didn't just want to earn Chris's money or make Roxy happy. I wanted to be known for my passion in this food and in the essence of this memory. And as Roxy tasted a golden spoonful of the pudding, her senses reeled with memories and feelings from that special summer. How... How did you... Whoa. You okay? (laughs) It tastes like... It tastes like how I felt. Chris, how could you have known that about me? This is... This is impossible. I... Roxy lifted her napkin as if to throw it down in exclamatory joy. But instead, she lifts it to her face and dabs her eyes. It tastes just like... Like as if you... As if I... I... Hey, hey. I know it's special. I do. But, Roxy, I have to tell you. This next part is not a recipe. Please do not try this at home. It felt napkin-throwing good for her to recognize my soul. I threw my towel down on the stovetop and silently danced. My heart felt like it was on fire, clarifying blue flames that torched my fears. The perfect girl. The perfect dish. The perfect distance to enjoy it from. Or was it? I looked at the kitchen door and thought, maybe? Maybe I should. Chris? Is something burning? Oh, that's just a melange. Melange of... It's just French for... uh... Alex? What's burning? Alex had forgotten to turn off the stovetop, and now his dish towel was on fire. Oh, shit. Stupid. Romantic. Head in the clouds. Oh, smoke. Oh, my God. No. Chris, did your device just swear? (laughs) Uh, It's like one of those birds, you know? It, It just learns. It learns how to use a fire extinguisher? Chris, what the hell is going on? Chris, who the hell is in there with a fire extinguisher? Oh, that's the chef. Uh, He just got here to help me. The chef who's not you? (gasps) Got it. The chef who made all this food so that you could seduce me on false pretenses? Got it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry. I'm, well, I'm going to stop it right it now. That way, I'm stop it, it, right. it sounds terrible. I know, but it was all for you. Oh, oh, I see. This was all for me, for my benefit. Yeah, I don't know about that. This whole night, 
this beautiful meal. You know, it doesn't taste like a joke, but it savors of deception. And that's not what I ordered. This is not what I want. Chris pretending to cook while a secret chef is hiding in the kitchen? No, thank you. God, forget mise en place. You are out of line. Why did you fake this, Chris? I can't speak. So I let the food speak for me. But I can't cook. So I, I Is this even your condo? Yes. On the whole building. I was so ridiculous to think that in such a short time, just because the food was good, no, it was amazing, like it could mean anything. God, it just, it just tasted like it meant something. I am such a fool. Roxanne, you are not a fool. Goodbye, Chris. Wait. What? You're not a fool. The intentions, the memory I was working from, you paid attention and you got all of it. The memory? Well, almost all of it. And I know you're probably thinking, uh, who is this guy? What the hell is he doing here? No, it's pretty clear you were hired to cook this fancy meal so that this guy could, I don't but know. It's more than that. It's so much more, and you know that. You tasted it. Didn't you? At least I hoped you would. In the dessert, it's a slice of nostalgia, served fearlessly. Do I know you? You've... met me. But you've never really known me. Roxy? This is Chef Regano. Regano. He was responsible for everything you loved about tonight. I met him at the bakery where I asked you out. Actually... He was the one even who asked you out. So, uh, yeah, this is just worse and worse for me as I play this back. But <laughs> here we are. So, I... Regano, as in... I once knew an Alexandria Regano, but... Oh. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That, um... That's gotta be your dead name, right? Yes. I was just talking about that time at camp. It was nice to hear it. Right. It's, um... It's amazing to see you. Likewise. So your real name is... Alex. Alex. It's easy enough. God, it's been... What? Uh... <laughs> 20 years? Yeah. Uh, almost two decades. That was a really important summer to me. And you were a really important person to me. Likewise. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so... I'll just step out of my place and let you guys talk for like five minutes, okay? Uh, only if you... if you want to. <laughs> I'd love to. Okay. Be right back. Wow. Chef Regano of all the happenstance and miracles. Well, you certainly put in a lot of effort tonight. Oh, I mean, it, it wasn't like it was... Oh, be honest. Yeah. I did. 
all for me? Of course. All for you. No. Oh, I don't think so. You know that summer sunshine that you know can't last forever, but it's so bright and sweet while you have it? That belongs to you too, Alex. Say it again. It belongs to you too. No, that's not what I... Oh. Alex. I never thought that the sound of my own name would be so healing. My name on her lips. The sound of it filled my heart with gender euphoria. Alex. Alex Regano. God, you poured so much love and, um, care into this meal. I Why didn't you just ask me to dinner yourself at the bakery? I was afraid. Because it's... It's been a long time since we were both 13, and... Things change, and... I didn't know if you would even... And things become clear. <laughs> Which things? Well, it turns out I had a crush on a boy all those years ago. And seeing my crush now, seeing you, I guess I still do. Look, Alex, um, I don't know what kind of assumptions and fears you have to deal with every day, and you might have made some fearful assumptions about me, but I want you to know that you're safe with the girl you met that summer. You're safe with me now. More than ever. Okay. And here goes nothing. A new recipe often imagined, and finally served. Simple, bold, and piquant. I finally say it. Roxy. Yes? I like you. I admire you. I'm incredibly attracted to you. And then? It felt like I was holding my breath forever. She knows how I feel now, so there's no going back. It's Roxy who has the power now. But finally, finally, she said. And have you tried this delectable dessert yet? Lift the bread pudding from the oven. Spoon a portion onto your plate. The, the bread pudding? Um, no, I was a little distract, a little distracted, um. Come here. This next spoonful is for you, chef. Oh. Oh, okay, um. No, 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 okay, you've been on your feet all night. Here, you sit down. We're gonna do this right. You're gonna wait on me? Well, I sure have been, haven't I? <laughs> <clears throat> Sir? Oh, oh, right. Why, thank you, miss. Allow me. 
She leans over the table, pointing the empty utensil at Alex, as though she'd feed him a spoonful. I'll curate the perfect bite for you. Here's the golden edge of the pudding. A little of this cream. Are there sufficient blueberries? Yes? Yes, of course. I make sure that there are because I flour them. Uh, so they. Okay, shh, shh, shh. Less talking, more trying. Here, open up. She feeds him a spoonful. And as she brings the spoon to my mouth, I'm suddenly self conscious and critical again. Not just of the bite of the recipe, but of myself. What does this look like? What do I look like to her? The spoon in my mouth, hiding in the kitchen, cowering at the bakery. I don't know if she's really seeing me, really accepting me, just being nice, just letting me down easy. My tongue was tangled with bread and custard, but the bitterness of self-criticism musters itself. I just, I know I must be mistaken. This can't be happening. Not really. It wouldn't have happened without Chris. I knew it. It was safer in the Headspace Cafe. In my dreams. Unknown and undisappointed. So, what do you think? Still think it needs a little... And then, she kisses him. She interrupts my cynical tongue with the sweetest finish of all. I can't believe it. Whatever criticism my chef's mind had was lost forever on her lips soft as rose petals, as welcome as sunlight after winter. The warmth of her touch permeates my nerves and melts all anxieties away. For a moment, I'm in paradise. At this moment, I'm free from pain, guilt, or fear. As our lips meet, I think about how often I imagined this and whether it could possibly live up. And it does. Perfection is real. It's in the small fleeting moments like these where your dream girl steals the first kiss. I think we need to get out of this man's apartment. Uh, guys, can I come back in now, please? I'll go let him down easy. You get this dessert in a to-go box, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll get right on that. Um, but, Roxanne, I... Can I just... Oh, oh, come here. I'm not afraid anymore. <sighs> That's my favorite thing I've tried tonight. <laughs> Alex, it's locked. 
Uh, can you, uh... Oh my god, we better go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So. As it turns out, um... You don't have to explain. I put it all together. The whole recipe, the chemistry. I figured it out. I paid attention, too. Thank you. I would like to see your kitchen sometime. Sure. Tonight was just not the night. But I'll host y'all anytime. Now that's my boy, you know. If you heard him... You really do have a good heart, Chris. Alright. I I got everything I need. Uh, Alex. Um, did you... Sorry, but, um... Did you leave me any of the pudding? <laughs> of course. Uh, top shelf on the fridge. <gasps> I thought it was all for me. It, it was just a small slice. Oh, good. I'll be safe. And, uh, Alex, take my card and call me in the morning. Or soon. We gotta talk about opening that restaurant you mentioned. Oh. Oh, sure. Alright, man. Uh, good night, and thank you. No sweat. Take care, you two. Ah. <sighs> Weirdest date ever. Damn good food, though. Mm. 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 Damn, Alex. We're gonna have to call it the Bread Pudding Cafe, I swear. So, Alex, does your car have Bluetooth? Uh, yeah, it does. Well, there's a song that I want to hear you sing again. Do you remember? Oh, I know every word of that. (laughs) Perfect. yourself some tea or coffee and roll up your sleeves and clear away the dishes. We're back after dinner. Two whole years since that fateful dinner with Roxy, in fact. And Alex has created and entered another dream. The Headspace Cafe. Brick and mortar. It's a first floor downtown property with histories of its own. When we removed this wall to open up the kitchen, We found 25 cents in the corner. Chris said it's a tradition, or maybe for luck, uh, and since it's a 1925 construction, it makes sense. I put that money into the till to get us started, and we've had a first good year so far, uh, all things considered. Chris has made good on the promise to host Alex anytime. He's the owner of the building and an investor in Alex's restaurant. My favorite part of anything real estate is renovating the space. And it's a whole different challenge in a restaurant. But you know, my kitchen design and decor was always the best part of my condo. So I really think I was meant to focus on this aspect of the job. It's an open, inviting space with great lighting and lots of texture. An eclectic collection of tables made from repurposed wood. This one is my favorite. It was in a bowling alley. 
you can see the little arrows for where they set up the pins. Large wooden beams on the ceiling, looped with exposed wire Edison bulbs. Painted on the back wall of a small corner stage, in distressed white script, is a William Shakespeare coat. If music be the food of love, play on. But Chris isn't responsible for all the interior decisions. Roxy and I debated whether to alter the quote slightly. If music be the food of love, eat on? It is a restaurant first, but I guess I'm still a bit of a purist. And food should be fl- like playful and fun, so yeah, I think it fits. Oh, uh, speaking of, um, hang on. Oh, there, thanks babe, there, there's more in the back. Roxy and Alex lean wrapped canvases against the freshly drywalled back hallway. I pause the interview to watch them collaborate for a while, uncovering paintings that look gorgeously like works in progress. Soft edges, loose lines, and an inviting texture of canvas or varnished wood. I like being able to see the process, you know? And I think if we use this deep, dusty indigo, this color is really going to pop. You see, Alex? Yeah, look at that. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh my god, I I love it. If it wasn't clear, Roxy booked the job. It's not my forever job, but it's exactly what I need for right now. And they have great health care, so I know that if, like, you know, when, whenever, when Alex and I are, not, not that anything is official or anything yet, but I just think, I just know that he'll be well taken care of. Alex has had a ring in his pocket since the start of this year. He says he's waiting for the right moment. And is it everything you imagined, Alex? Is it the perfect restaurant? In my experience, whether it's building a life for yourself or falling in love with someone else, anything that you're making from scratch, really, perfect is never going to be as good as authentic. A very wise woman taught me that. Aww, thank you. So, with that said... Alex reaches into his pocket. <gasps> oh! <laughs> yes! I, I, how do you opened up the... No, too bad! I'm saying yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you too. Next month, Alex is taking Roxy home to meet his parents. He is excited to introduce his lovely fiancée to his family. And to introduce himself as the newer, more confident Alex they have never met before. And that is this year's Recipe for Happiness in five courses. We here at Phase 8 Theatre wish Alex, Roxy, Chris and you health, happiness and love this Valentine's and every day. Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021 is brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. 
You can binge on Fringe on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you like this piece, leave a comment or review wherever you listen to podcasts.